What's up, Lions of Liberty fans? You can now support this show on Patreon and get exclusive access to bonus audio and video content, including Conspiracy Corner, Degenerate Gamblers, bonus segments with guests, and so much more. Head on over to patreon.com slash Lions of Liberty. Welcome to Electric Liberty Land here on the Lions of Liberty podcast, your weekly shot of culture, comedy, and liberty with your host, Brian McWilliams. All right, welcome to Electric Liberty Land, episode number 82, everybody. That means you can find all of the show notes for today's episode at lionsofliberty.com forward slash ELL82. Now, I am your host, Brian McWilliams, and you may be able to tell I'm a little under the weather today. Uh, although on the bright side, being sick and having this this crazy voice right now gives me a great opportunity to do the Optimus Prime, Prime voice from Transformers. <laughs> I don't know if you know, I don't know how he did without it. My guest is laughing. I'll choose to say, but so tell me this isn't spot on. Welcome, Transformers. <laughs> now I'm fucking laughing. I can't do it. But seriously, it's like, this is Optimus Prime. He had that like weird guttural shit. Anyway, it's Eric July is my guest today. So welcome to the show, Eric, from Backwards, of course. Awesome to have you on. Hey, man, it's good to be, you know, back. I'm obviously a huge fan. So uh, it's good to be back. It's good to be back, man. And I'm um, looking forward to it. Yeah, most definitely. Well, like I said, I was talking to our girl, or I'm like, I'm just so glad I have a guest today, and especially yeah, one yeah. as verbose and as talented at uh, spreading the ideas of liberty as Eric is. So, you know, just kicking things off, you and I finally got to meet face-to-face at Porkfest. We were both there, and you guys performed, you and, and uh, Backwards. And, um, you know, it was just, before that, though, it was my first time seeing you play live, so that was really cool. But before that, I caught your speech, and uh, you were one of the keynote speakers at the event. And so, you know, just at the top of the show, I wanted to see if you could give people a little bit of a sample of that speech. Specifically, I just was so fascinated by your evolution into becoming mm-hmm. a libertarian because I I had no idea that you were a blood. I had no mm-hmm. idea, you know, any of that. I was just like, I was like blown away from, you know, going from telling people you're talking about how you'd literally like fighting was like a pastime to becoming like a non-aggressive, <laughs> non-aggressive principal libertarian. I mean, it's quite the swing. So yeah, know, most definitely. Tell, tell us about that because it's just, it's awesome. And then of course about backwards and, and, uh, and the evolution of that band as well. Right. Well, I mean, I wanted to use that speech and it's funny. I went in that, that speech with, with a bunch of notes and I ditched them. You can probably, if uh, there's any sort of video footage, <laughs> Um, you, you, I, yeah, I went up there with my little iPad and I ditched that speech, speech almost immediately. And I, I've tended definitely lately, um, to do that. But the, the speech in itself was something obviously really important because I, as a libertarian, have, um, you know, I, I catch myself sort of doing this in which I, I take a step back. And as far as from a marketing standpoint and from a, um, a person that's trying to spread these ideas of liberty, I've had to take a step back. Um, and I do this every now and then, and and you have to remind yourself because it's easy when you you got the ideas on your side, you feel like you've you know you look at libertarianism as this sort of enlightenment. So you got it. Once you become a libertarian, you're at the, you're already at the end of the road. So I have to remind myself that everybody isn't there, and I also have to in, in doing that remember where I came from. And I wanted to use that speech as an opportunity to talk about libertarianism as, as it pertains to to marketing and, and, and culture. And and doing that, obviously, I, I talked about my own sort of evolution and, and being a person that was, you know, like you had mentioned, gangbanging and like, you, you know, being a person that went around fighting everybody uh, all the time and to get where I'm at right now and how it was sort of this process. It was this process of me going from from uh, from one side to the other and just really just, um, um, you know, and, and, and it took a minute and I have to sort of catch myself and remember, all right, well, when I'm, I have to implement that in my marketing because that's important, right? Because I, not everybody's going to get it, but there's ways for people to get it. And there's a, there's a communication barrier that was sort of broken down by way of, uh, like the guys that I mentioned in the speech was Thomas Sowell and Walter Williams. And everybody seems to have this sort of, uh, clicking point in somebody that they can generally refer to that helped them get to that sort of enlightenment period. And, 
I related with those guys from a cultural standpoint, and that's why I wouldn't even I listened to them in the first place. I wouldn't even give them the time of day had I not related to them from a cultural standpoint. So that was what the gist of the speech was to let people understand like uh, everybody has this sort of uh, they're they're part of a subculture that they belong to. So if you're going to sort of if, if your aspirations are to at least market liberty, then you got to, you you really can't ignore and you can't, you have to utilize really that, that sort of subculture as your vehicle, so to speak, to really get your, get that message out because you break that communicative ice. That was the, the term that I kept using and, and that you just, that otherwise, you know, again, that's what makes people want to listen to you that, you know, you sort of breaking that down that wall and what better way to do that than to um, have some sort of subculture that you both either enjoy or you relate to mm-hmm. that otherwise, like I say, maybe somebody on the outside of that culture. Otherwise, you know, they, they, they're not going to be able to sort of target that person like you can. So that's the gist of the speech was talking about that, because I think uh, libertarians lose their way and uh, sort of ignore uh, quite often culture and the importance that it, that it plays on uh, on human beings well, and their really their human affairs. Well, it's like, you know, we're talking about like people, you know, you, you get this libertarians get that moment where like all right now I'm, I'm woke for lack of a better term or they're like you're enlightened i think is the term you use mm-hmm. and it is it's like libertarians find enlightenment but what i think happens so often is that a libertarian will find enlightenment but then races out before they become before they've really become buddha they think they're enlightened so they run out and they try to get all these ideas out when they're half-baked they can't back them up they don't explain them well enough and they can't find a good way to counter a lot of the arguments that come their way so they end up actually fighting against their own cause by their by nope. virtue of their excitement you know Right. No, that's that's the perfect way to put it. I mean, because you reach that point, you're like, oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. And you don't really have a grasp of it. And this is the thing, man, that you you got you have to understand if you are somebody that is um, at the very least trying to you have that. That's your aspiration. That's what you're trying to do. You want to spread liberty. You want to work towards a freer society. You got to have that sort of realization that, um, you know, uh, you know, as far as if you're going to frame your argument in some sort of sort of way for one you got to understand it but two a lot of uh of what you know that relationship that you have with an individual is really going to determine if that person is going to even give you the time of day and um that's so that's so important and we talked about that in the speech and how there's just certain individuals that would touch people that i otherwise i would never be able to um to get um towards and i think people look at um, for whatever reason, libertarians have this sort of one size fits all that they everybody thinks that they have the way to to market. I get people that tell me, oh, well, you're, you're too you're too this or you too that um, and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, it's working for me. You know, and you really can't deny that it's, it's working for me. Now, granted, your approach may uh, my approach may not may, may not work for maybe the people that you're trying to target. But that's OK. That's my thing is that I'm, I'm willing to admit that that's fine. I guess uh, there's just I, I came to terms with the fact that there's just certain people because of my approach alone, just because of who I am, I'm not going to be able to maybe uh, get to them but there's somebody else that can you know what i mean so let them handle that unapologetic way like your twitter feed is like it is just purely (laughs) unapologetic like libertarian like fuck you this is what i do this is what i believe i'm not backing off of it and that is that's it's incredibly attractive and now admittedly some people aren't going to fall into that some people are going to be turned off by like a more abrasive just no hard approach but the other people, like you're saying, are going to be drawn to that. I mean, Ron Paul, man, he didn't back down. A lot of people like that about him. They're like, look, this is what he believes. He's not going to back up his principles. And that's what's so impressive. And I mean, you are epic on Twitter. You are a, a true warrior. Like, <laughs> I, I wish I wish I had the um, the same tenacity you do to battle people on Twitter. I like I'll go like a few replies that I'm like out like i'm done i can't do it but <laughs> yeah, you man yeah, you're, yeah. you're fighting the good fight out there <laughs> i got to man somebody has to do it man definitely somebody with a blue check mark right i mean because yeah. I, I feel like every every time uh i open my feed man to somebody with a blue check mark saying some nonsense and um it, it often goes uh unchallenged um or at least more so unchallenged by someone that at least knows what they're talking about because i'm really huge on making sure if i fix my mouth or or tweet or you know words articles to say something i thoroughly understand what it is you notice i stay in my lane i stay like you know i'm always talking about economics and some of the social issues and stuff but i stay in that lane. i don't deviate from that there's stuff that like you rarely see me talk about 
for example, um, let's say like drugs and stuff like that, because I don't do it. You know, I don't do drugs. I, obviously, I oppose the. I can recognize why something like the drug war is bad, but you won't see me having a feed, you know, talking about that because that's not that's not anything that for one I'm not passionate about that. I haven't done a whole lot of re- and I don't engage in the usage either, um, especially. So I don't have a strong opinion about that. But I stay in my lane and I see people, you know, on Twitter always talking. Uh, about it, and it just goes seemingly unchallenged by someone that is at least somewhat understanding um, what they're what they're talking about. So yeah, man, that's, that's and I've gotten it's funny how I've gotten so many people you know that have said, "Hey, man, I found out about you through that." Yeah. You know what I mean? You were going back and forth with Talib Kweli uh, or, or something like that, like you know. So and that's how I found out about you. And so, like I say, it, it's working, man. Um, just being that sort of un- unapologetic, well, and so many um, times too. You, you do know, you know, like you said, you're staying in your lane, but you know so such a depth of, of uh, knowledge in that base that you can expose people so blatantly. But what's pro- so frustrating, though, is when you get somebody, you can expose their ignorance, you expose their ideas are being completely wrong in every manner. But yet the fans, their fans won't agree. Uh, they won't agree. It's like it is just trying to bang your head against a brick wall so often. Oh, man. And it's At some point, you got to cut your losses, man. Yeah, You got well, to cut your losses. <laughs> exactly. You got to cut your losses, dude. Like I say my thing. That's when. You, you'll notice on my Twitter, like people say that I, you know, like I say, I'm aggressive and stuff like that. I I, I don't mind using shame as a tactic because uh, it was sort of what got me there. You know, I've ta- I talk about this all the time, how I was losing a lot of arguments um, right. before I even actually, wanted. That's a, that's a great story. Can you talk just that yeah. little tip? Yeah. Because that was no, a really but, funny uh, part of the so, speech. So, <laughs> uh, um, you know, back in, oh, you know, 08, 07, 08, I was uh Obama supporter. Um campaigned for him. And I was out there in the University of Memphis arguing with collegiate Republicans, uh, collegiate, you know, Greens and uh, um, and, and stuff like that. And uh, it, I was losing a lot of arguments. And you you find out that, you know, I didn't really know a lot of what the, what I was talking about, as a lot of people didn't. It was like, right, Barack Obama, black president, uh, potentially black president. Um, you got to I mean, support him. Like, I mean, so many people just fed those talking points that they just buy Bingo. a hook all your life, and then all your life. Yep. You know, all, all yeah. I mean, it was from from the get go. I was just sort of. I mean, it was obvious he had a D next to his name, but he also was black. It was a no brainer for me. Yeah. But you know, you losing losing all those arguments, and it's like, dang, man. I, I was like, all right, man. I, I don't want to lose. Really, I'm tired <laughs> of being made to look like an idiot because I can't stand on my feet and these sort of arguments that I'm having with people on this campus. And that's when I wanted to get out there and learn more about like economics and you know finding a, around the likes but that incentive to to do that what came from me being made to be an idiot right and this is why i say you know i don't i don't i'll go uh, first couple of tweets or something like that i'm right there with you i keep it cordial the minute you you say i'm not gonna be cordial with you i'll take it right there <laughs> with you i take it right there with you. Like, no hesitation. I go right there with you. And uh, we're just going to take it there. That's fine with me. Like, we, I'm not, I'm not, and this is what I'm talking about with libertarians having to cut the, cut the losses because I get these sort of moderate types that think that, all right, well, reason, reason. Because the libertarians, and I talked about this in the speech, I talked about the exact point, how libertarians realize that they have the ideas on their side. They think that's just enough. Like, you just have the, like, no, bro. Like, that's not, that's not enough. When you have people that are so emotionally, invested in, in some of these talking points and some, and some of these narratives and they have been that fed that stuff from a cultural standpoint for 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 like generations like intellect and, and ideas alone ain't it's just not gonna get it done you know what i mean it's not gonna get it done with those at least with those types there are those that you know they're they're very like all right fact-based reason-based and with those yes that's gonna work but a lot of people, I'd argue most people don't operate like that. Definitely coming from the left, um, which most of their arguments are purely, purely they'll admit it too. This is purely emotional. Yeah, it's about um, the way they well, feel, not the way right. the, not the way the facts lay. And that's right. You know, I talked to people about this and you know, I'd given a speech with Mark and I both gave speeches actually at the the LA Libertarian Convention. And that was mm-hmm. the focus of my speech, too, was trying to bridge that gap and how do you best communicate liberty. And that was what I keyed on is you're, you're not going to be able to beat these people over the head with stats. Or, and it doesn't matter if we're right. you got to find the way that connects with them and the fields and say, look, we both want the same goal. Let's, find, let's figure out what that goal is. Let me show you why our way is a better way to achieve it and address your feelings. Like, I'm helping what you want to help, but mm-hmm. I'm trying to help you do it in a different, a different and more efficient way that's not going to squash so many people's liberties. 
Right. No, that's the that's the perfect way to way to put it. Like you said, I mean, facts alone is just not going to it's just not going to work with these people that are so emotionally invested in their and their positions. And they have been fed this stuff for generations, like literal generations. Uh, Their mamas thought this this way. Their parents and their mama's mamas thought this sort this sort of way. So you have to sort of hit that that from an emotional standpoint to even get them thinking, thinking logically, even though, again, we have we admit it like, you know, we got the idea on our side we're right i mean i, talk, I said this uh, in the speech like we're at pork fest we're right like we're we, we're usually right on the on the uh whatever topic that we're talking on but it, it, you can be right all you want you know what i mean but if you're arguing with somebody or at least that person is emotionally invested and you completely you know remove that portion from your argument or from your position and when you're trying to persuade them, it's just not going to it's just not generally going to work. No, exactly. It's, they'll, they'll block it off. They'll either say, all right, well, you're wrong. You don't know what you're talking about. Not, and, then, and they won't go look it up on their own. They're not. Not everybody's like you where they're actually going to go and say, you know, I might have lost that argument. Let me look into it and make sure yeah. I know what I'm talking about. They're just going to be like, you're wrong. Fuck that asshole. He's a racist or he's a bigot or he hates, you know, whatever, whatever excuse they need to put up that wall. And then they're just going to walk away and continue about their life because it's like it's just that putting that encasing enclosure around the ego to make Mm. sure that there's nothing that's going to attack that ego and make them wrong. Because, I I mean, that's what I found more often than not is it's just that people really don't actually care about the outcome. They just don't want to be wrong. Like there was some poll that was done and they pulled Democrats and they're like, you know, would you rather have the economy tank? or the economy do well. And they said, I'd rather have a tank. And the reason was solely because they, they didn't want Trump to be right. And mm-hmm. it's like, <laughs> that just shows that's you where people's minds are at. It's, it's insane. But that, that's like you just said, that shows you exactly where these people yeah. are at. It's a, it's about like, again, it's, it's purely emotional. It's not about facts. It's not about, it's not even uh, um, a lot of that stuff is just a, this sort of more kind of, kind of grandstand sort of thing. And like you said, like they've been, They've been jumping down people's throats. They've been um, uh, saying a lot of taking a lot of these positions publicly. So they they want to be right. They almost have to be right when they said, "All right, Trump was going to destroy the entire country." That was the it was the doomsday scenario. Had he had he won president, so they're they're still latching on that because if oh, yeah. that they they risk being wrong. Uh, so most definitely, they'd rather make it make it a bad situation or wish for a bad situation yeah. for everybody in this geographical area <laughs> just for the sake of being right. And that's just lets you know where these people are. Well, you know, it's kind of interesting now because they because of the you know virtue signaling is something that drives me insane. And you see it so often fr- uh, from both sides now because it was a mm. tactic more adopted by the left. And then there was also then the the cultural evisceration of anybody who dared step out of that lockstep line that they created. And now we're seeing you know, they, like I want to talk to you about this this James Gunn issue, which mm. I know you're a big comic book guy. I don't know if you ever read Guardians of the Galaxy. That wasn't one I mm-hmm. read. I was like more X Men kind of guy. But but the the movies, in my opinion, are like the best movies that Marvel's made. They're funny. Mm-hmm. The characters likable. The good films. You know, I really remarkably well made films. And then we find out that James Gunn, who who makes a lot of Twitter jokes, he probably got ten thousand tweets. I don't know. And in those tweets. There are four tweets that mention pedophilia or rape in the context of, of a joke. And now he mm-hmm. has been turned upon and got fired. And I, you know, who knows if it'll ever work again? So right. I mean, what do you, what do you think about this James Gunn situation about the, the, the left eating itself? And then also, you know, do you condone these kind of attacks? Would you condone a libertarian taking this position? Obviously. I don't think we would, but uh, right. Know, what are your thoughts? Right. No, I mean, it's 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 one of those things where I, I take enjoyment <laughs> out of the left eating itself. Yeah, um, I've stuff. been, uh, you know, I, I if you watch my videos and stuff like that, I've talked about. Give a shout out so, to your page, by the way. You're yeah, most definitely. Um, uh, you know, a, a young rubber five nine over at YouTube. Um, I'm doing a lot of videos uh, these days since backwards uh, is uh, back in the sort of writing process. And we just since we just got off the road. So I, I talk about, you know, comics and stuff like that. You can see, you know, you can see that, you know, viewers might not. Uh, but, you know, with all of this stuff on my wall, I got this X, this Avengers poster. I got all of this stuff, you know, over there. And there's portions of, of my room that you can't even see. And this is something that I'm, I'm very I've loved since I was a kid. I'm very uh, you know, emotionally um, and, and invested in, in some of this stuff. But, you know, I, I do I, I do enjoy the fact that the left starts eating, you know, really eating itself. However, 
it's uh, it's that thin line, right? It's that it's that thin line of all right. Well, if they would do that to them, think about what the hell they'll do to somebody else. Like that's right. not on their side or not in their clique or not in their in their posse. Is this something that we want to condone? Like, and my thing is that. I don't think you what happens is that we get these sort of polarized lines of thinking. Right. When when something like this comes comes about, it's like people act like you can't oppose. You can't recognize either something for one is, is as a joke mm-hmm. or, or, or recognize something in context without being in opposition to something like rape yep. or something like, pedo, you know, uh, you know, pedophilia. Like you can be in opposition to all of that stuff, all while saying like, "All right, man, um, you know, maybe, maybe we took it a little too far. Maybe we're overreacting or something like that." I don't think it's the sort of it's not it's, also, it's the nature of art. I mean, you're an artist, you know, oh, you yeah. try shit. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of songs you put together and you go, "Man, that sucked dong." Enough of that. Yeah, yeah. get rid of that song. But we tried it; it was terrible. We're moving on. And especially with comedy, like I do stand up, um, you know, you're you're constantly trying jokes and you don't know if they're going to work until you throw them out there and you see and and people forget that i mean shit changes over time you know the Mm. the standards for what's okay and what's not okay change drastically and so we're going to look at a guy's tweets from i think they're from 2009 you know almost 10 years ago now and now we're going to say well you know 10 years ago there were a hell of a lot of rape jokes being made and they were totally acceptable so, so these conservative bloggers are to go and dig through the tweets, and then Disney now, because of the the, uh, the climate that the left has created, fires this dude. It's like give yep. me a fucking break, man. Yeah, it's 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 insane because, like I said, my thing is is uh, I, I think people don't take into consideration at least the for one, you know, the person's intentions um, as they're looking at everything at a surface level for whatever reason. Like, again, like nothing's ever in context anymore. It's always at the surface level. I mean, because I think about like, but that's the thing. I mean, I'm a little different from a lot of these guys because I wear all of my my shortcomings on my sleeves. You know what I mean? As far as, so you can go find stuff. Probably Dallas Cowboys fan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I, I wear all this stuff on my on my sleeve. You know what I mean? So you are gonna find some old stuff, but I already right. got. I done aired my all of my business out there, so right. there ain't nothing that you can say about what I did that I won't be like, yeah, I did that back in you know 2008. <laughs> I mean, what, 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 what's good? What's up? You know what I mean? But, um, I get it, you know, with the situation that he's in and, you know, being a director and, uh, for, you know, this person. Yeah. 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 Like it's, 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 it's a situation, it's a situation, but like I said, it's, people don't look at it, you know, in context, they don't even look at it like how that person is now, you know, versus maybe how they were. If we, even if, so my thing is like, even if that person, was was awesome, like because we're seeing that happen with 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 Josh with Josh Hader the uh, the pitcher for the Brewers yeah. and oh, yeah uh, some yeah tweets that said yeah he has some tweets the n word stuff like back when he was a teenager right. or something like that you know what I mean and a lot of those are rap quotes for one you right. know what I mean yeah, uh, exactly uh, some of those are rap quotes <laughs> but you know his all of his teammates were like well we didn't even suspect and the only reason this happened was because of how he performed in, in this All-Star game. Yeah. So people are looking for dirt. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? And it's, it's a similar situation uh, with Gunn. Like, you know, so people are like, all right, well, I got to go look for this dirt because I want to demonize um, this person. Screw how he is right now. Screw even, and, and more so with Gunn's case, screw the context of, of, of what he was saying when he said it. And, and screw all of that. You know, he just said it and it looks bad at service level so we can demonize it's, it's this basically person. Like when you think about the way that they do movie, per, you know, movie trailers where they take out that that little clip and it's always like the greatest film of the summer. But meanwhile, you know, the context of that clip half the time, it's like <laughs> the greatest film of the summer that you should never see. It is a huge piece of shit. They take that those five words though, to make it sound good. And what's happening now is they do the opposite. They're like, all right, what's the worst? What are the, the five words we can take that points paint somebody in the worst possible light? And you know, I mean, Christ, I, there's things I know I've said, I'm sure you said, I'm sure any number oh, yeah. of people have said, where you take them out of context. I mean, people could cut up this podcast or I'm sure oh, yeah. any of the you know, shows on YouTube. I've you had that happen to me. Though. That's the, that's they do, the thing. Yeah, they uh, do like a fucking, they do like the, what do they call it, the fucking mixtape version of putting your shit together so it makes you yeah, 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 like I, I've had that happen to me where people have taken like and put it and put it on memes yeah. of me saying something completely out of context or something like out of, out of a podcast just so they could paint me as, as this bad person. Right. So it's like, like, 
they will do it, it, it's extra as well. That's, that's, that's whack as hell to me, you know what I mean? But th- it goes to show like people will go through great, great links. But the, I, I really, I, I really encourage people to that are, I guess, the people that they're signaling for mm-hmm. that are consuming this to think above and beyond that surface level, like consider the context of a, 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 of something, you know, go look it up for yourself, go, but consider the context of something and then take into consideration how you are, you know what I mean? And what the things you may be saying, you joke, I know me and my bros, okay. golly, you know what I mean? It's some of the jokes that j- jokes that we say. And, um, but that's a lot of, of, of problems that I have with society and stuff like that. I've talked about this, uh, before. And I just think it's so, it's so weird to me that people will engage in something that uh, they, they'll knowingly engage in the same practice. Oh, but yeah. the minute somebody else engages in the practice and it becomes public, they are like, oh, wait a minute. I can't wait, be a part of that. I would yeah, never, right. sir. And then they put their top hat on. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, it, that, that's like, I'm like, wait a minute, man. Come on. You know, it, it's like, uh, you know, the Eminem. Uh, what are you saying? I was at a real slip shady when he was like, because I'm only giving you things you joke about with your friends right. inside the living room. The only difference is I got the boss to say it in front of y'all. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? That's kind of how, how how I look at it. But yeah. it's a weird it's a weird situation, man. And, and people just uh, just need to take into consideration the people that are the consumers, the people that these people are signaling for. Yep. You got to take a step back. You got to look at the context of what something is being said. And just like I said, you do not have to. You're not by recognizing maybe the context of something does not mean that you support pedophilia does not mean you support rape or something like that. Like you can oppose those all while recognizing the context of something, maybe somebody's growth, et cetera. Right, exactly. And it's and just and you know, we're talking about the context, especially when it comes to these jokes. The reason why these jokes are made is because people already acknowledge that these are horrible acts. These are hideous things. No one's condoning rape. No one's trying to yep. to uh, homogenize rape. It's because of the power of that word and the concept of that that is becomes that you know that it is the joke. And that's where the, these things are used in the context of this shocking thing that no one would ever put these two things together, kind of stuff. You know? Yep, hundred percent. So let me take a quick break, and then I want to talk more about taking things out of context, which I think is the perfect segue into uh, Sasha Baron Cohen's new show. So listen to this ad, and I'll be right back. We don't rise to the level of our expectations. We fall to the level of our training. Those epic words from Archilochus can sum up your ability to succeed or fail in business. I want to recommend Conversation Mat Time to our listeners as a way to hone your one-on-one conversation skills in a role-playing session that can help take you to the next level. During 25-minute sessions, you'll work through the best way to approach that raise, that interview, or that relationship with a practice professional that will provide the confidence and experience you need to get paid what you're worth or take that interpersonal risk you've never been able to conquer. Just like in jiu-jitsu, the difference between a novice and a black belt is mat time train to win visit conversationmattime.com and take advantage of a free 15-minute consultation just for listeners of this show all right welcome back to electric liberty land episode number 82 i am here again with eric july the lead singer of backwards one of the uh most fantastic libertarian bands i think you could listen to get, make sure to check out their uh, album veracity that's on itunes you can grab that wherever uh well, wherever your phone goes, pretty much. <laughs> it's available yeah, to that. all people, all masses. It's everywhere. So Eric and I were talking about taking things out of context, talking about this kind of this cultural battleground, or I'd say cultural minefield is probably a better way to put it now. And um, I wanted to talk about Sasha Baron Cohen's new show, Who is America is the name of it, which you've seen a couple of clips come out. And for me, I, I've even though Sasha Baron Cohen is most definitely uh, on the left heavily, I do appreciate his humor. Like I find it, I, you know, some of his, his gotcha things are pretty funny. I will say, I think posing as a, uh, an injured veteran crossed a line for me where I think it's mm. in poor taste, but at the same time, I'm not going to call for him to be fired or the show to be canceled over it, but he's going around. He's t- talking to a lot of these, these lawmakers. And the one I want to talk about most recently, that's getting a lot of coverage is uh georgia's let's see it's jason spencer a republican who represents the community of woodbine in southeast georgia appeared on a segment wherein baron cohen is playing this character named colonel oran Murad. he's like a head of a israeli anti-terrorism force and he was convinced he was able to convince the guy 
not only to yell the N-word, uh, and also, but also saying that, that yelling, I don't know, yelling the N-word would protect him against terrorists, and then also convince him to take his pants off and charge at the camera with his ass out. And again, in, in the context of scaring away terrorists. So... <laughs> Knowing you have not seen the video, knowing what you know from what I just told you, uh, where do you fall on this? Is this should we consider this taking things out of context that they're doing for the good of humanity, or is this good to expose these idiots for the idiots they are? Oh man, I mean, I I guess you can take it maybe both ways. I mean, I mean, yeah, I guess it's good to uh, you know to to know the idiots, you know, and and they exist, and then the great links that they they were just funny, man, uh, with, with Sasha. Uh, because I know I've been there with, uh, I don't know if you remember, uh, back years ago when he was Bruno. Oh yeah. And, and, uh, he did that, um, that segment with Ron Paul. Yeah. Where he was like trying to hit on him. Yeah. And Ron Paul <laughs> and, uh, just walked out, right? I didn't yeah, know. Like, no, no. But it's funny. People were mad because he said like, Ron Paul. <laughs> he said something like this guy's queer as the blazes or something right, like yeah, that. Right. <laughs> and yeah. people and people were so mad. People were mad at at uh, well, some people were mad that he was having that approach. They were more mad about that than obviously this weird <laughs> weird guy coming on to to, to, to Ron Paul. Right. You know, in, in a way that they were more because again, Ron obviously didn't know what the hell was going on. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it, it was funny, but yeah, it's just kind of weird to see. Uh, well, that also ties to what we were talking about earlier. You know, like this right. times change. Ron Paul's at that time was probably what seventy. I mean, he's got to be like eighty five now. Yeah. So you yeah. got this old dude who's just shocked. He's going, Jesus, that guy, that guy's queer as hell. You know, yeah. he's surprised. It's not sure. What do you expect? It's like this is what I love. People pretend like they would do. Like if somebody out of the blue, I'll tell you a story. I don't actually. I don't think anybody. Uh, I don't think I've ever told this story on the podcast before. So I went to Penn State for college, right? And uh, we're out drinking one night and there was a bar called the Dark Horse Tavern, which I think just closed. But there was an alleyway behind the bar and it was great for peeing or puking, whatever you had to do. So I drank too much and I know you're not you don't partake. So this is not going to be as great a story for you. But I go out there. I'm trying to throw up to clear the clear myself out of, the you know, whatever I drank. And this little dude comes up. Little guy looked like well, little Webster sized guy with an afro. Right. Little black dude comes up to me. And he's like, hey, man, can I have a cigarette? I'm like, yeah, sure. So I'm smoking a cigarette with them, talking. And then I'm like, all right, I'm going to go throw up in this alleyway. So he's like, all right, peace out. So I walk down the alleyway. I put my hands on the wall. And then I get a tap on the shoulder right as I'm getting ready to puke. And he's like, hey, man, you know, can I bump another cigarette? Sorry to bother you. I'm like, all right, Webster, here you go. Get out of here. So I give him another cigarette. Put my hands up on the wall to puke again. And then I feel a hand grab me right on the dick. And I hear, hey, man, you want your dick sucked? And I was like, no, I don't want my dick sucked. And he was like, cool as you could be, by the way. Well, Gil Webster holds up his scissors. He's like, all right, man, peace. And just walks out of the alleyway. That was it. So let me, oh let me my tell God. you. But like, <laughs> I did not know what to do. You know, like yeah. my friends were like, did oh, you punch man. him? I was like, no, man. I was shocked as uh, shit. Shocked. I didn't know what to do. Yeah, you know? man. I don't, what do you know? And it's situation? funny, right? When stuff like that, like, it's just like you just said. No. When, it's easy for us, you know, definitely on the outside looking at not in the heat of the moment or anything no, right. like that, sit up here and be like, oh, man, I would never. Oh, I would never. Uh, just like, man, I don't, I don't know about that. Like, I, I looking at going back to Ron, I mean, he probably, I probably would have dropped some words that would have most definitely. Yeah, right. um uh, got me in trouble, uh, uh, so to speak. Saying queer as the blazes, I could have thought of a lot of worse things. Like, yeah, to probably that's a pretty say. tame thing to say. Yeah, really, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I could have thought of a lot worse things to uh, <laughs> to say, yeah, and it probably would have said if if I had um, you know been in that situation. Yeah. But so you know, we can say all day long, and it's it's real easy for us to say that. But when something like that, you know, it's shocking. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's easy. We like to think. How we would, how we would react, but when you're blindsided, um, and you know it's a little different, man. It's and I've been there, you know what I mean. I've been there, and I've uh, I've said, done some things that I'm like, man. Uh, looking at it in retrospect, it's like, yeah, probably shouldn't have did that, or yeah, I could have, I could have, better. <laughs> yeah, could have handled that, uh, handled that a little better, and um, I learned from it, you know. That way, now, you know, maybe next time if I'm in a situation as such, um, I, I'll kind of make my adjustments um, from there. But you know, when something's like that happens and you're not expecting it, man, it could, it could go either way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's like, uh, you know, again, what you were talking about earlier. The there's no there's no word people are allowing anywhere to for growth. 
You know, it's like mm. you have something happen, you, you learn from it, you move on. And, you know, this not to say the Sasha Baron Cohen stuff. I mean, I'm sure they will be learning experiences for these most recent <laughs> people that went through it. This this guy who's yeah. bared his ass and ran at the camera. And, and oh, the context of him saying the N-word, by the way, I guess Baron Cohen said that that word is so taboo that that is what will scare the terrorists away. So how I don't know how dumb you have to believe to be to yeah, believe this in the first place. But that was the context for uh, for getting to do it. But yeah, you know, I mean, shit, I, I agree. With you. I think it's like it's good for exposing people for what they are. And all these yeah. politicians, almost all of them are the dumbest fucking people. Oh, I mean, man, that's God understand. Damn, it's just it's unbelievable. Like, I don't know how your local politicians are in Dallas, but we got just the gaggle. Oh, of we got like Eddie B. Johnson and all those guys. We got some idiots out here, man. So <laughs> trust me. Yeah. Do you ever tussle? Uh, <laughs> do you ever tussle with any of them locally on Twitter? I mean, no, I, I'll uh, tweet at some of them. I write, I write emails, but I never hear back. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, no. Nah, I don't, uh, I have, you know, I get blocked and stuff like that. And, um, you know, they don't like hearing from guys like, like me, but yeah, man, I mean, these, uh, like it, politicians. I mean, a lot of these guys are, are, are stupid and I mean, it's not just them. There's a lot of their, there, I guess they're little talking heads that are on their side. You know, I, I've had to, I've learned this from the music industry, for example, um, people that I've greatly respected or not even greatly respected. Not even that. I think that's the wrong way of putting it. The more correct way of putting it is people that I, I assumed thought they, you know, had a grasp of what they were talking about or the positions that they were taking. And then I get here, you know what I mean? And I talk to some of these guys and are, and I'm like, wait, y'all, y'all really don't understand it. It's fun. I did a uh, big shout out to Rockfeet, which is um, you know a, a huge deal. And that's some uh, what we were talking about. I was on their little podcast over at YouTube, and I was talking about some of that. He was like, man, um, a lot of these people take these these generic positions on uh, on Twitter and stuff like that. But I was one of the few that would get out there and def- one defend it, yeah. defend my position, and at least was uh, educated enough to not make myself look like an idiot in the process. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I invite any sort of contention, like you can argue with me um, or anything like that. You know, we were talking about, uh, you know, Corey from Slipknot and, you know, how he's signaling a lot these days and stuff like that um, and how he, like, he loves people like Sean King and stuff like that. It's like, but, you know, it's not really any sort of dialogue, honest dialogue taken between I was like, yeah, you can get me and Corey on the podcast if you want. Anybody from that side that is in metal, punk, hardcore, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. These brain, these idiots that are, I'm not trying to call Corey an idiot. I'm saying that a lot of these people don't really understand what it is that they even they believe they're taking positions and they're not really educated um, yeah. on them. It wouldn't even be um, in a position or, or not. They just really couldn't defend it, you know, in the event that there was some. But, you know, when you're sitting in a bubble or in an echo chamber all day long um, of people that agree with you all the time, you, you know, everybody looks like the smartest person. Well, person no, there. No, well, tell me a little bit about so dealing with your music career. Is that something? Did, did you have pushback? I mean, I don't know the evolution of your personal style. If you were always into metal, if you were into different mm-hmm. music types and then settled on metal. And and I'm curious to see if if metal is is more, do you think metal is more open to libertarian ideas than say like fucking indie rock? Cause I would say, uh, I would go out of limb and say it probably is. <laughs> uh, I would say, yeah, I would say out of the, out of the rock base, uh, genres. Yeah. I mean, cause, and I, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty multifaceted cause I do a lot of different, you know, I rap too. Yeah. So I've been in that, that side of things as well. And me being in a more of a, like, I guess a sub genre, like, more so like the metalcore, post-hardcore scene is the is the scene that backwards is uh is most prominent um in in terms of you know because you know we that's all we tour with for the most part is a bunch of metalcore bands and uh post-hardcore bands and hardcore bands and stuff like that. So I would say metal out of those is most accepting. However, I would say it's still pretty bad. It's still pretty um leftist, at least in my experience. Yeah. Um, uh, you get sectors that aren't. You get little sectors there, but definitely an R and R more so like the metal core, like that sort of and the hardcore sub sub genre, just like punk. Um, it's it's just it's just a bunch of leftists, man. And um, we got pitched back. But look, I get, I mean, I've had people. I mean, I've, I read articles. I read. Um, I'm one of those guys that you know a lot of people don't like to do that. You know, they don't like to read <laughs> criticisms of themselves. So I get a kick out of that. Um, <laughs> uh, me personally, so I go look up an article. 
uh, a hit piece or something like that, or some idiot on YouTube. Uh, Glutton for uh, punishment. Eric Dyer's probably also into a lot of uh, sadomasochism, uh, sexually in the bedroom. <laughs> anything that anything that involves a lot of beating up on himself. He's got a dominatrix uh, in the closet. Yeah, I think yeah, I started yeah. talking about before we started the pod. <laughs> right, right. But uh, no, it's like, man, I'm sitting here. You know, I watch these guys on YouTube and stuff talk about me, and they act like I'm just the biggest threat. There is. I've had people literally say That's that. You know, say, man. I, yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. Like they call me a literal threat. And I'm just like, well, I'm I'm, a, I'm an advocate of non-aggression. Yeah. Um, <laughs> of all the people that that you find the most threatening, uh, you find me. You know, my ideology. Um, um, threatening, but it just goes to show this poor political monopoly that's really uh, in music uh, and in uh, definitely in our subgenres. And I get that pushback, you know. But I welcome it because, like I said, you can't be timid. You can't be you can't be really apologetic with it. It's like I'm like whatever with it. You know what I mean? And, and it sucks. But I look at myself as uh, I look at it in a positive light because I've had so many people that have come out. You've seen so many folks that are in our in our genres mm-hmm. that are libertarians that are now like, all right, I'll, I'll go out on a tip. For, for the most part, it was just me and yeah. Phil Labonte, you know, <laughs> from uh, all that remains. You know what I mean, and even him. You know him and I. You know we chat all the time too. You, you know what big I mean. Boy, is big, you think Big Boy's libertarian? I think he became, he was a Bernie supporter last yeah. election, but yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I know uh, Killer Mike most definitely was um, yeah. a huge Bernie supporters. But some of these guys are at least receptive, but they only get it like halfway. It's cool. It's like this sort of uh, my uh, my homie and uh, Fifth Ward King. Big shout out to them. They're on the road right now. Um, and uh, the the front man Ryan. I actually went to school with him. He's a libertarian. And, uh, you know, he talks about it's like, man, it's like so a lot of these guys are sort of these ain't like teenage sort of, uh, you know, rebel sort of opposition to, right. to so authority. They'll, they'll gravitate towards whatever is whatever the, the revolt is your kind of. Yeah. 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 But they don't really understand it. And it's like, all right, man, let's more so it's like, all right, well, I'm against. And that's what we see with a lot of punk guys is though I'm against the the establishment when the Republicans are in charge. Right. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, so that's what that's what happens. I mean, it happens with a lot of bands. We love System of a Down. It's the same way. All those yeah. guys, all those guys are commies. Um, <laughs> um, uh, more so rage, more so rage. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, against the machine. But uh, but definitely, you know, you see those guys uh, performing for like a. Uh, uh, five for fifteen. Those guys and rage and stuff like that. So ultimately, these guys, when it's all said and done, it's more so. Um, yeah, I, I'll oppose it to a certain degree. Yeah. You know what I mean. But at the end of the day, I'll support some some statism if I got to. Yeah. Well, you know what? I just speaking of this, I don't know if you saw this or not, but you know James Corbin, the guy over in, uh, mm-hmm. in England, who's big big uh, socialist commie. Mm-hmm. So he held a big communist slash socialist rally, like a big music rally, and he was supposed to have all these big bands play, and then they all canceled on him. <laughs> and they ended up with like jack shit, no like no crowd, <laughs> hardly any bands. They couldn't sell the tickets. They the people bought tickets and they were giving tickets away. Us oh, awesome. Oh man. Wonderful oh, to man. say the that's, free market that's a- answer like destroy communism yeah, in the that's free market what- in real time. That's 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 the perfect working example, right? I mean, we need more of that, man. But I mean, the way I look at my me just being outspoken, um, you know what I mean? I'm 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 still young, you know, I'm only twenty eight years old. Um, so I I got some time. But definitely for the musicians that follow, I just hope and I've seen it in action, but I just hope that there's more people that are becoming more outspoken because, you know, we, we've gone on a roll with some pretty big bands and you get some of the, the drummers or something like that. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I agree with a lot of what you guys say. I can't say it because right. of this, this and that, this, right. this and that. But I, I just know I'm listening type stuff. My goal is to at least bring these folks sort of out of the closet. And um, because I think that's where that if. if is that we, we talked about it earlier in the show is about culture, right? Mm-hmm. And, and what better way to be a be an influence to be a cultural representation? People that that jam your music and they yeah. they they know where it is that you stand. You know what I mean? That to me is uh, that's 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 where the war is going to be going to be far. That's how the left is winning right now, because they have all of these. We just like we just said, you know, all these music musicians and and stuff like that also all of that all All of that that. so no matter how much you sort of try to if you got kids or anything like that you might try to you know put them on game and stuff like that but you know it's tough when you know the people that they listen to you know they can't i talked about this in the speech you know how uh you know like that 
15 year old teenager who doesn't know their local senator or anything like that but she can recite a beyonce lyric like easy back yeah. to front well how about um, cardi uh, b uh came out it's uh, like a big uh, yeah, terror, but, right? yeah yeah <laughs> they ever i saw libertarian sort of try to try to <laughs> we're trying to, we're trying to get her on board fast we're like yeah, nah, yeah, let's, yeah, let's go we'll take her take her yeah 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 <laughs> that's, but, it, but then that, 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 that goes that goes to show though how how necessary that is and how definitely libertarians are itching oh, to have God. that sort of uh, uh of representation that they're willing to try to cling on to somebody else um because again it, it's just necessary i mean you need those sorts of sorts of figures in that in that realm because we got all the intellectuals yeah. we got the tom woods of the world that's gonna not ever lose an argument against anybody like yeah. uh, you take you get me bob murphy and tom woods against anybody i i, I like my chances <laughs> uh, uh against any guy calling himself an intellectual that's coming from the other side i like my chances with those guys um and they're necessary you know but it, i think it needs we also need guys like myself that can funnel sort of some of the things that they talk about mm-hmm. for these other folks to uh, you know understand and also send them their way you know once i want them over i can send them to the tom woods yeah. of the world send them to the murphys about murphys of the uh, of the worlds, the Freedmans, uh, the you know the Souls, the Walter Williams, the Rothbards. So it's uh, it's all about being a some sort of cultural representation, and I think that we're starting to see that. We've seen um, uh, I've got a lot of folks that are in this industry that follow me in our subculture mm-hmm. um, that are, I noticed are starting to say a little more on Twitter um, and be a little more outspoken. And I'm not saying that I'm just the soul uh blame for them to do that or anything like that like it's all me no no i'm just saying that um you know uh, i just hope that people continue to do that and if i can kick down a couple of doors and maybe even get shot up in the process yeah. um at least there'll be people coming in sort of behind me that are like, more you know, outspoken man, like you said you're young you're 28 you know backwards is done like you know your last album was awesome sold well you guys are torn <laughs> you're on the rise so you know what i'd love to see in truth would be somewhere you know, I'd love to see you guys just get so big where you're able to do something along the lines of like, I don't know if you've heard of this uh, company called the Talisian Talisian Nexus. It's a fucked mm-hmm. up name. They need to. I told them they need to rebrand it because who the fuck's going to remember that ridiculous? <laughs> like, basically, it's like a bunch of filmmakers. Like, um, uh, God, I'm blanking on the what they made now. The Black Book and a bunch of other stuff. So, like, be, oh, people that are successful in the industry that are libertarian and they're trying to bring more libertarians in that are like writers and filmmakers. And uh, like one of our listeners and supporters, Adam Choit, he's working on them right now doing like a short film, like 15 minute films. I would just love it. If you became that for the music industry, you know, if you got big enough and had the time to do it where you had your own label and you're like, fuck man, I can take on a few of these bands and, uh, and help groom them in the industry and get them out there love and help that. that culture grow. You know, just be honest. I, I, I would, I would love, I would love, and I would prefer that if, if backwards gets as big um, and that, and even, even if, if it, you know, it, and it is like, you just mentioned, we just had our first album and did very well. Yeah. And also me as a political commentator, um, I, I've been growing and growing and growing. So, um, if, if I get that sort of following, I would love, love to, uh, you know, start, you know, possible, some sort of label or, or something like that. And really just kind of sort of facilitate mm-hmm. and more so you utilize just my following, to sort of bring the put 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 a spotlight on on a lot of these like liber- like uh, bands that have these you know like not just libertarian leanings but guys that are just uh, at least unapologetic and 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 you know they'll they'll, they'll put it out there because it's necessary we need that stuff in art man yeah. um, um it's just so necessary so necessary I can't say that enough that how much we really need this uh, in art because I think that's where the war is going to be won so most definitely I love to do something like that I love to, I love to get in a position to where I'm able uh, I'm able to do that and um, and help some of these guys out. And that aren't as big and and most definitely probably will never get as big unless somebody like myself yeah. um, help, helps them out because they're going to be sort of ostracized by yeah, the right, exactly. by the industry. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? Like, Especially like those if they these... are vocal in their opinions on Twitter oh, or, if they, yeah. or if they're writing or if they're, you know, I mean, shit, man, they're, they're going to hit those doors. So you need to be like, yeah, if you're going to yeah. kick them down, man, God bless you. Man, most definitely. That's what I'm trying to do, man. So that's a perfect, that's a, that's a wonderful idea. And I'd love to be a part of something like that. All right. Well, that's, I'd say that's probably good. That's a good bow on the episode, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it was a good well, song. Good well, song. You know, so tell everybody where they can find it because there's only one way that we're going to get backwards where they need to be as the cultural icons and slash label makers slash future makers <laughs> that we all know they should be. So tell everybody where they can get your album, follow you. Uh, you said you're not torn anymore now, but you know, give them all the deets. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, like you mentioned earlier, 
backwards, B-A-C-K-W-O-R-D-Z. You can type that in anywhere, Google, Bing, whatever. You'll see all kinds of, we got a lot of music videos on YouTube. Um, more high tunes, every every digital me- major digital medium you can think of from uh, you know Google, Amazon, iTunes, Spotify. We're on all of that. Um, you can also on those some of those like Amazon get some physical copies. You can go to uh, uh, our website get some more information on that, which is going to actually relaunch um, backwards. That's b a c k w o r d z music dot com, and which we're also going to we have a staff of writers. And we're going to be putting out some um, on our website, though you can get some music and stuff like that. You're also going to be able to get some like libertarian uh, material nice, that's awesome. um, um, on, on our website and stuff like that. So you can most definitely check that out. Now, from an individual standpoint, you want to see me argue with Blue Checkmark Leftist on Twitter, <laughs> uh, Eric D. July. Um, you can find me there. And Young Group of Five Nine is Y-U-N-G-R-I-P-P-A, the number five and the number nine. Uh, as far as being on Twitch and my YouTube channel. So if you want video content, but you know, the biggest thing as far as seeing my video content, me being the co-founder as well as the head of multimedia for being libertarian.com, um, we're all over there. So you, you see my video, I'm dropping videos like three times a week over there. Um, just drop one, um, not too long ago. So you'll see so many videos over there. So I'm not a hard person to find, um, our band's not a hard person to find. We appreciate the support. Our backbone at the end of the day is the libertarian um, community, though we don't we don't tour with libertarians or anything like that. Our backbone of that support has most definitely been libertarian community. We acknowledge that and we, we support we, we 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 love that support. And uh, we appreciate it. And, yeah, just get out there. You can get as much material as you can, man. And uh, just come holler at me over at Twitter arguing with those uh, check marks. <laughs> there you go, guys. And I will put all of the links to Eric's uh, social media platforms, websites, et cetera, on lionsofliberty.com forward slash ELL82. So, again, Eric, awesome having you on, man. I look forward to uh, having you on many times in the future and hopefully uh, – you won't have to do as much heavy lifting as you did today. And I won't sound, <laughs> I won't sound like <laughs> Optimus Prime. Optimus Prime. <laughs> yeah, man. Most definitely. I loved it, man. Appreciate you having me on. We'll do it again. All right. It sounds good. Take it easy. All right. So that will do it for this edition of Electric Liberty Land, uh, the Optimus McWilliams edition, guys. So thank you so much for listening. Yeah, thanks to Eric July. I want to remind you all to please support the show. Please share the show, guys. Please, please, please tell a friend. Post about it on Reddit. Do whatever you can to help spread the ideas of liberty, help this show grow. We really appreciate everything you do for us and appreciate you listening. So from me, Brian McWilliams, from Mark and Odie, my compatriots here at the Lions of Liberty, and from Electric Liberty Land, I want to remind you to always stay plugged in to liberty.